You're listening to the What Do You Actually Do podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview, a useful tip or encouraging message to help you find your place in the professional world. Just a quick note to add that this interview was recorded before the global pandemic. Hello and welcome to this episode of What Do You Actually Do? My name's Kate Morris and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we'll be talking about working in the pharmaceutical sector. Today we're joined by Tom Ronson, who's a process development chemist at AstraZeneca. So Tom, what do you actually do? Hi there. So yeah, I, I work as a, as a process development chemist in uh, AstraZeneca, the pharmaceutical company, um, in a, a department called chemical development. So we're responsible for kind of designing, developing and optimising manufacturing routes for active pharmaceutical ingredients or APIs. So these are the the uh, actual drugs that, that, that are then turned into drug products such as tablets or injectables or inhalers. Um, some of these are in clinical trials and others are, are already kind of commercial products already on the market. So our key kind of responsibility um, as a department is to primarily to make sure that, that enough of this um, pharmaceutical ingredient is manufactured um, to supply the clinical trials and to supply the market. So does somebody approach you saying, oh, we want to develop a drug to deal with this issue and you start to research and trial that? Or are you coming up with ideas for new drugs that could be created and what they might be used for? Yeah, so very much the, the first one. I guess okay. when most people think of a scientist working in a pharmaceutical laboratory, they're probably thinking of what we describe as a medicinal chemist. So that's somebody making a large number of um of compounds and then testing them against cells or perhaps animal models and uh, trying to discover a, a new drug. So we're kind of at the other end of the development cycle, if you like. So by the time the projects reach us, um, those drugs have already been have been proved in, in cells and animals and, and probably in early human trials as well. Um, so they're already showing a lot of promise as, as medicines um, and the, the business has, has decided to invest in those those drugs and so therefore we need to find a way to to be able to effectively manufacture a large amount of those drugs so that they can become um, commercial medicines. So have you kind of been involved with projects so you've seen it through to the other side so stuff that you've worked on is actually in the shelves used in hospitals or whatever? Uh, Yeah I I wish I wish it had Um, I've only just been with the company for about three years Okay. So it's not not a huge amount of time, and and drug products uh, take a, an awful long time to be developed. So I, I think typically ten to fifteen years, and you know, discovery to to having a, a final commercial product. Yes, it's a, it's a very long process. So of course, there's a lot of testing that needs to be done mm. to prove that a, a particular drug is is um, effective and safe, um, as as it rightly should be. Um, so yes, it's a huge effort, and, uh, and no, unfortunately, none of the the products I've worked on have made it to market just yet, but fingers crossed. <laughs> Give it another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that feel then? Is that kind of, are you okay with that? Is it frustrating to feel like, oh, I want to see the impact of this? Or is it, you understand that's just the way it works and it's still satisfying to know that you're contributing to this bigger picture? Absolutely, yeah. It's really motivating to 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 think that you're working on a product that could be helping patients, yeah, no matter how yeah, far down the road that might be. Um, 
you know, you're watching these products go through their clinical trials and, and go through their various hurdles. And there's a lot of excitement around when you get the readout from a clinical trial, although, you know, we're not directly involved in the trials. Obviously, that's a, a separate part mm-hmm. of the business that would, would conduct those. You know, we watch quite closely the outcomes of those trials because obviously that will have an impact on, on what we do. Um, so there's a lot of excitement on that. But yeah, it, it can be tough because, of course, you know, part of that is is that sometimes, um, you know, drugs don't don't meet their clinical trial objectives and and therefore they're yeah they're, they're not showing the promise that perhaps we thought they might and they have to be uh, have to be dropped so yeah that, that can be frustrating of course if you're putting a lot of effort into a project and trying to make big progress on the manufacturing side and then unfortunately it doesn't work out clinically yeah that's certainly can be one of the one of the harder things about the job yeah i can imagine so what sort of happens in a typical day then is it are you literally sitting in a lab are you having meetings what what's what's happening yeah so i guess a lot of chemists in the department would do a lot of work in the lab i mean you know new manufacturing processes um, will always start life in the lab and we have to carry out a lot of experiments um at laboratory scale just to make sure the processes are safe robust efficient um, you know, we need as much information about a particular process as possible before we run it on a, you know, multi-hundred kilogram or, or ton scale. Um, quite often um, with drug projects, uh, a lot of practical work is outsourced to kind of external uh, partners, external manufacturers. Um, that's because, you know, we, we obviously have a finite amount of resource internally. Yeah. About, you know, finite number of scientists and, and we have a lot of, an awful lot of projects to, to manage so it's uh, yeah it's often easy for us to outsource those um, and so in the in, in the case of my current project a lot of that that work is outsourced so so I spend um, a lot of my time meeting with with the, the external partners and you know reviewing their technical reports providing them with feedback and suggestions uh, but also working with other scientists internally you know we're we're really multidisciplinary Mm. department it's certainly not just chemists that, that develop these um these processes you know we need analytical scientists we have process engineers we have um crystallization scientists um just within our department but then we also obviously have to work across the business with with people from other departments so you know formulation so the people that will actually make the tablets or, or make the injectable um process safety who have responsibility to make sure everything we do is safe and regular regulatory who are responsible for um, interacting with the regulatory authorities who will ultimately approve the drug as, as safe and allow us to to, uh, to supply it to patients and um, sourcing who are responsible for uh, you know making sure we have the, the raw materials we need to to manufacture the, the the drug and yeah so it's huge huge multidisciplinary effort um, and so we, we talk to you know, other parts of the business an awful lot to, to coordinate and make sure what we're doing is in line with with what the kind of overall project and, and business objectives are so are you having to remember to consult with all these different colleagues um, are you kind of overseeing the project or are you one part of the puzzle and there's a there's a bigger force above you kind of managing the overall project absolutely yes yeah. so, I mean, the project is, is a, it's a huge thing across the business and mm. um, yeah with all the clinical aspects the manufacturing aspects the regulatory aspects and uh, my responsibility is is from very much from the technical side so um yeah responsible for, for the, the actual chemistry of the manufacturing process um, and then through through the kind of uh, project leaders i will interact then with the other the other um 
departments across the business uh, to, to make sure my part is done and, and they make sure their part is done and, and together therefore we can get the drug to you know to the clinical trials and, and to the market so yeah although I'm I'm sort of leading the technical aspect of the project within the department um yeah so not leading the, the project as a whole that's, uh, that's a, a huge yeah undertaking involving hundreds of people but it's interesting though because it sounds like a really a team effort and you're having to collaborate with so many different colleagues who've got different objectives and I imagine different specialisms and therefore different understandings um, and possibly even different agendas for what you're trying to achieve so it's there's a stereotype of a scientist kind of just working in isolation discovering this or or you know working away on this one little thing whereas actually it sounds like a big part of your job is working with others and understanding the work of others and helping them understand your work absolutely yeah i'd say that's that's a really key skill um for for a, a scientist working in this kind of um yeah commercial industrial setting so you absolutely have to be able to to communicate you know even quite difficult technical aspects of a project to non-specialists and um you know, make them understand why you need a certain thing, or why you need, you know, for example, budget or resource to do a certain thing, and why that's important, and what the risks to the project might be of not doing that. Mm. Even though those people, yeah, may have no technical background, and, and as you say, might have conflicting, um, yeah, viewpoints or, or um, yeah, motivations for, from their aspect of the project as well. So, yeah, absolutely, that's yeah, obviously the traditional scientific uh, qualities you might think of yeah, attention to detail analytical mm. thinking problem solving yeah they're, they're really important um for the technical aspects of the job but um yeah effective teamwork and, and communication are really really key um to, to kind of making a drug project a success absolutely so what was your starting point then when did your interest in pharmaceutical industry come from so i guess um I've always, always had a strong interest in, in chemistry. Um, so I did a, a chemistry degree for my undergraduate and then I went came to York to do a, a PhD, which I really enjoyed. Um, after that, I, I went on to do a, a postdoc. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also in chemistry. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But at one point I realised that a kind of purely academic life probably wasn't for me. Um, you know, I wanted to use my chemical training in a kind of much more applied way. Um, to solve problems in, in the real world and I think the pharmaceutical industry really fit that bill very well I mean yeah good manufacturing processes are absolutely essential in, in making sure that enough patients have access to to high quality medicines mm. you know while also minimizing kind of environmental impact of, of that, those manufacturing processes so um yeah that that's what really appealed to me and when I applied for the job I, I didn't have any experience of, of farmer or, or industry at all oh, really um yeah but i decided just to, to have a go and um yeah i was lucky enough to get the job and, and and then from there a lot of it's just been kind of on the job learning is that quite typical for people to be able to enter the sector without having done you know placement year or something like that um or an internship yeah yeah definitely i mean we employ scientists um at, at all levels um right from you know post a levels mm. um as as kind of chemistry apprentices through graduate roles and also postgraduate roles um so yeah absolutely it's, it's, there's no kind of uh, 
typical okay. <laughs> person, if you like. Yeah. So there's different starting points and it sounds like a lot of it is because it's obviously you need technical knowledge. It's about that technical knowledge and you can train someone on how to apply it in the business setting. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say yeah, if you've got a kind of strong scientific background, you're interested in science um, that's that's the starting point and, and everything else, you know, around the, the business and, and the the um, the commercial aspects and all that can, can be learned on the job yeah so you did a postdoc in Belgium after your PhD did that sort of experience help you decide you didn't want to pursue an academic career and that it was the more industry base that you wanted to go was that a sort of a turning point for you yeah that was probably the point where I I really kind of understood where, where I wanted to go with my career and I was lucky enough to get get a position at the University of Antwerp in Belgium and this had been a kind of uh, an ambition for me I'd always wanted to live abroad I'd never lived outside the UK before um, and I worked in a big international research group in Belgium which which was a great experience um, I got to do some really interesting science and, and you know, working with a, a really varied group of people from all over the world and it was really moving outside my comfort zone and um, you get uh, you know an awful lot of perspective I think um, when you when you go into a different country or at mm-hmm. least I did um, teaches you a lot about yourself and so I guess, yeah, it was in that time that I, that I had that perspective and I, and I understood that, that probably carrying on in an academic career, so, you know, becoming a, a lecturer or an academic probably wasn't what I wanted to do long term. And so, yeah, I started then to explore other things. So what is it, what would you say you really love about your process development work and what's the kind of the worst bit of it? So... Yeah, I mean, I guess as I've, as I've touched on before, the, the team working aspect mm. is really brilliant. I mean... The, the sense that every person in, in this kind of project team plays a small part, but the sum total is to kind of bring a, a new medicine to market into patients, which, yeah, which in in many cases has can have a huge impact on on patients and on yeah. their lives. You know that aspect is really really good. Watching the project progress through its various hurdles and clinical trials, as I said, is is yeah is exciting. Um, and then working, you know, with a variety of working with all these specialists and experts in, in different areas of the business um, is, is really fascinating. What I guess about the, the worst? Yeah, <laughs> I guess the flip side of that is, is, is that drugs don't always make it through the, yeah. the, the process and that can be hard when your project's pulled. I guess also as a scientist, you're, um, you know, you're naturally really curious, you're interested in the scientific aspects, um, but there's an awful lot to do. You're, you're very, very busy. Um, and so you do have to prioritize and you know sometimes you might find us an interesting scientific aspect or a quirk of what you're doing which you know you'd like to pursue and in an academic environment you'd be free to go off and, mm. and do that but you absolutely have to prioritize and, and kind of remain focused on on the goal of you know of developing your, your, your manufacturing process and, and kind of accept there's not always time to pursue every little angle or, or avenue that you might want to and yeah yeah that's interesting that you have that sort of a brief this is what you've got to stick to this is your objective and you don't have that freedom to to go off piece kind of thing but then on the other hand you are as you say doing something that is going to impact on people rather than just oh I thought it'd be interesting to (laughs) look into this really obscure um, piece of information yeah yeah exactly it's it's about prioritizing I mean if there's something that you want to pursue that that might have a benefit you know of course we're, we're encouraged to do that but you do have to bear in mind that you know you're you're working for the business effectively yeah and you yeah. have to to yeah keep those, those objectives in mind 
so it's that resilience professionalism and being able to kind of stick and focus on the key objective yeah absolutely for students who are thinking they might want to break into the pharmaceutical sector what do you think the key challenges will be for the sector over the next few years yeah so i guess well the key one that springs to mind is is brexit yeah um you know this is going to have a a really big impact i guess across many industries in the uk but i think the pharmaceutical industry in particular um you know i mean we're facing possible changes in in the regulatory regime mm. that we've been used to um you know supply chains uh, supply chains for pharmaceuticals are very complicated often a lot of different aspects are, are manufactured in different countries and i guess it, it's the unknown isn't it we, you know, we really don't know what the outcome's going to yeah. be at this point what what the sort of eventual situation is going to look like so i think that that does present a huge challenge for, for the whole sector I guess another one would be um, technology. So sort of research and technology in in the pharmaceutical industry moves extremely quickly. Um, It's it's really highly competitive business, as you'd expect. Um, And there's some really exciting new treatments coming through um, in development, things like oligonucleotides, which are really innovative treatments but they're often um, very large and, and complicated molecules, which really pose quite significant manufacturing uh, challenges um so ensuring that we can supply these uh, these molecules to patients both kind of cost effectively and sustainably you know without too much impact on the environment that's going to be a huge focus for us i think over the next few years so it sounds like having that broad awareness of what's happening in the world the sort of current affairs side of things as well as what's happening within the sector itself yeah absolutely i mean so whilst um you know, as I said, we don't work specifically on the kind of biological side. It is important to have a general awareness of what's happening, you know, at the more medicinal um, biochemical uh, side of, the, of the, um, the sector, because the molecules that are being discovered now, you know, in a few years time, yeah. it's going to be us that needs to work out ways to manufacture them. So it's, it's definitely important to be aware of what's coming through the pipeline. So do you have any sort of final words of wisdom for any students who are sort of thinking they might want to work in the industry? Yeah, I mean, I would say just apply. I do, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, if you if you like working in these kind of multidisciplinary teams, it's it's a fascinating industry to work in. A huge amount of variety. You get to apply your scientific training to kind of really quite important, varied real world problems. So yeah, I, I would highly recommend it to anybody who's who's got an interest in science. Um, I mean, AZ in in particular run. Um, a lot of schemes for students so you know there are opportunities to do uh, placements for, for kind of chemistry students or um, vacation uh, vacation you can come here as a, as a summer student over the summer holiday so you know if you're interested um, then yeah come and apply and you can come and work here and, and see if it's for you. Brilliant well I'll put some links um, to the AstraZeneca careers section on their website uh, along with some other relevant links to the things that we discussed today uh, with a full transcript of today's show but I just want to say thank you so much Tom for your time today it's been really interesting Um, yeah it's helped me understand a lot more about what chemists do. (laughs) Well thank you for having me it's been a pleasure. Oh you're welcome. Thanks for joining us this week on What Do You Actually Do? This episode was hosted by myself, Kate Morris, and edited and produced by the Careers and Placements team. If you love this podcast, spread the word and subscribe. Are you eager to get more tips? Follow University of York Careers and Placements on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All useful links are in this episode description. 
This has been produced at the University of York Careers and Placements. For more information, visit york.ac.uk forward slash careers. Thank you.